Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. As always, we love when you subscribe, so go to our iTunes page and simply subscribe for free and maybe even leave a review if you'd like and a rating. That would be great. For the Permission Granted Podcast or the DA Show Podcast, where the PGP also resides. All of those places updated constantly with brand new content. So let's start with a couple of things more recently. Let's start with number one today. We had Sean Merriman in studio. That was really fun. But earlier in the morning, we had Will Brinson on. And Will Brinson joined us end of the first hour. Now, him and I were going hot and heavy after Eli Manning versus Philip Rivers those two guys, Hall of Fame candidacies, as you button your fly here. That's not a fly. It was. I realized I must have sitting down there in the show, popped a button on my gotcha. button-down shirt. Okay. You know? It was the lowest button. The low, well, as so you I can, didn't know if you were buttoning up your fly. No, no, no. Start doing the math. Obviously, there was a little button-popping issue today. So we're really going at it, and we're starting to go long. And you're thinking, I'm sure, about when's DA going to wrap up with Will. Right. And we had a lot to get to. And you didn't even get to the main thing you wanted to ask him about, which was the field that he was killing. Tick, 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 tick. And now we're getting to the end of our number one. And we got to hit this break. It's a hard break. I got to get out. We're getting into 53, 53, 30 after the hour. You're getting that same anxiety you get on New Year's Eve when you see the clock ticking. 54 after the hour. Now, Will is a friend of mine. So I figured I could ask him to come back after the break. I wouldn't normally do this with anybody else. But I did not alert you guys that I was going to do this. No, you did not. Music starts coming up. Bilotti pumping it hot, too. I still have it wrapped up with Will. Will's still going into stuff. And at the very end, I say, Will, can you stick around until after the break? We'll talk more about this. And, of course, he says yes. I knew he would say yes. But I didn't give you guys the heads up. What was the nerves like on the other side of the glass for you and specifically Pete who really gets anxious if I take things too late. Well, for me, I was getting agitated because when I saw him going on at 53.45, at at first glance, I didn't think you did a good job of stepping in to say, hey, we only have 30 seconds or so here, which you're usually here. Pete, to his credit, for the first time ever, didn't panic in a scenario like this. Really? Pete's attitude was more, who cares at this point? DA wants to do this? Fine, have DA do it. More or less, if it sounds like crap, it's on you. Huh. He was not, and that's why I think he pumped the music in hot. That was just his way of saying, 
I'm just reminding everybody that I'm here and I'm doing my job. And if DA wants us to sound like garbage, it's going to be on him. Okay. So usually, though, you're right. Pete would be in meltdown. Like, Come on. I mean, DA's got to know better than this. Ah, the, the whole, you know, the song and dance. For whatever reason, Pete was let DA die on his own hill here. I'm going to make sure it's known and heard that I did my job. Now, when Will said he would come back after the break, did you guys realize what I was doing there? I didn't think there was a method to the myth. I just think you ran out of time and you realized you still had more to ask him. I didn't know that you had a plan behind it. I think you thought of that 30 seconds before you asked him. No, what ended up happening was Eli versus Philip Rivers ended up taking about five or six minutes. Which wasn't supposed to be the debate. We weren't even supposed to get into it. Right. And it just happened organically, so I had to keep following that thread, and it was good radio. Oh, of course it was. It was very Yelling back and forth. And I said, we got something here, so we should keep going down this road. And then that really got Will fired up. He was really animated after that. So Had the juice. Everything after that, I knew it was going to be good. So I looked up, and it was 52, which I usually get out all breaks or get out all interviews before the break. And I said, you know what? Will's right now wound up because of the Philip Rivers thing. He's passionate about the Chargers because he's an NC State guy. Philip Rivers was an NC State guy. I said, I got something here. I said, and I bet you he'll say yes to come back. If this was just a normal guest and I knew that I couldn't right. ask that. 10 minutes, cherry rice, buttermilk ranch, right. And it's rude to ask a guest that in that spot because they can never say no. Right. But I knew Will would come back. Right. And it wasn't like he was on a tour where you knew he was going to be on another station at 10 o'clock. So I actually might not have seemed it, but I knew what I was doing there. But I knew that I was getting you guys nervous. Now, so what Pete's, are you looking for here? The pat on the back that you did great? No, I'd like to know how it was behind the scenes. I was frustrated because that is the only time in the world where you will actually annoy me now. I have worked with you so long that you no longer have, I might annoy you, you no longer annoy me at all. I laugh at everything. I let everything roll off my back. And mm. that's, maybe that's bad, maybe that's good. Mm-hmm. But when these situations very rarely arise that I look at that clock and you know damn well when the back time is and you're still asking questions... That's when I get annoyed. So I was getting annoyed because I thought it would sound like garbage. I thought I would get a phone call. DA's got to know better. You would never get talked to. I would get yelled out about it. But Pete, who usually freaks out, will get me more anxious. It was like, I don't really care what DA does. And if DA wants to sound like a jerk, he's going to sound like a jerk. If the show's going to sound like crap, it's going to be on DA. And I'm going to make sure that the music playing, that's my job, is going to be pumped in like it was a Metallica concert. So nobody could come back on me. So is Pete in give zero mode right now? I think he, Pete is in a situation right now where I think there's an annoyance with everybody involved. I don't want to say he's annoyed at the company because that's unfair. Okay. I think, like we discussed last year with the PGP, we got the end of the year heebie-jeebies, if you uh-huh, will. Uh-huh. And I think Pete, because he doesn't know part-timers and schedules, is so, with the schedule-making thing, looks to book things two months in advance. And he's been put on a freeze by the company. Oh, not Pete's fault, but Pete, no. let's see what everything looks like on January 1st before we're scheduling staff and everything. And Pete basically is going to be told with two weeks to go, hey, oh, here's God. the all go. Let's start figuring stuff out. Oh, boy. And I think Pete is so annoyed by that situation that he no longer has the passion to care about product <laughs> until that's taken care of. Does that make sense? I hope I tried to explain that well without trying to act like Pete's mad at the company because he's not. <laughs> Now, the one thing I know I could always get a, a laugh from Pete is about Schwartz. Oh. And last week. The only the thing of, he's passionate about. <laughs> he loves making fun of Schwartz like I do. Right. Loves it. Like we all do, really. Well, I mean, it's a, 
It's a passion. It's like watching Game of Thrones. And Schwartz, last week, <laughs> you tweet, who would ever go out to the Fox Thursday night pregame show where there's just like 12 people that are hanging out watching Tony Gonzalez right. and the fake screams in and out of break and Michael Strahan and it's so bad and it's so awkward and it's just it's the middle of New York and it's freezing cold now and it has been rainy the last couple of weeks you say who would ever go out there and Pete responds to you on Twitter yes he did and says I'm bringing my son out there in December I hear there's free pizza right right that's all he says that's that's how he left it that's how he left it and you sent this to me you're like can you believe this guy I had to go back for more (laughs) and I, I said that can't be real, but can it? That Schwartz's rationale behind going to see a pregame show in the middle of Manhattan is, well, there's free pizza. Right. And so I fired back on this because I just thought it was hysterical. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you you know, wait in the middle of Times Square for free pizza when there's a 99-cent slice in every corner of New York City? And this is where Pete now rationalizes the quality of the pizza. Right, which, I mean, how many roads are we going to go down here? And what did he say? He said, quote, this isn't some 99-cent slice. I know the pizza place they get the pizza from. Now he's done that much research. Yeah. It's a place, and now mind you, I grew up in Long Island. I've worked in Manhattan a long time. It's a place from Long Island that they ship into Manhattan, and that goes for about four bucks a slice. Now, I can't believe he's done the research, number one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to know this. Number two, I can't believe that Fox, if they are doing this, if we are to take Schwartz at his word, isn't calling one of 6,000 pizza places in Manhattan yes. just to have some guy deliver it quick, but instead they have to go to Long Island, which I think there's great pizza and there's high-quality pizza in Long Island. There's some places I prefer the Manhattan that they need to ship it in. How cold is it going to get by the time it gets there? It makes no sense. And on top of that, Peter Schwartz lives on Long Island. He's aware of the pizza place on Long Island. <laughs> yeah. But yet would like to, along with the pizza, make the same trek into Manhattan to enjoy the pizza, to get to that road and spend whatever money he's going to spend on parking, whatever time, rather than, I don't know, take four bucks out of your pocket to give your son the slice that you're saying is worth four bucks and get it fresh hot from that pizzeria, which is closer than Manhattan. It is outrageous, and it's like following the spitter in Seinfeld. It makes no sense. Out of everything Schwartz has done in our seven years knowing him, this is the peak. Because he has collected dozens of baseballs at minor league baseball games and insisted that it was just because his kids were in the right situation. Get serious. He has gotten free stuff from every minor league event or free tickets from every minor league sporting event and insisted it was on the up and up. Get serious. He has denied Muffingate saying that he had no idea there was a giant smashed muffin on the ground in his little tiny 4 by 4 update studio one morning. And followed up with me two weeks later when the story was dead to reiterate that he had nothing to do with it. it it's a never-ending, unbelievable set of, no, I know, you guys don't know. No, that's not how it went down. You guys are wrong. It's got more twists and turns in the Antonio Brown saga with the NFL. But this is peak. Because let's just start here. What reason would Fox NFL have to get pizza from Long Island right. and bring it into Midtown Manhattan? What? None. How could that be? None. Now, if you want to tell me on a good night there, if you're in chari- feeling charitable and they see they want to take care of fans who came out to watch and hand them out New York style slice of pizza, that's the theme. 
I can almost understand it. Well, let's take him at his word that that's a thing. That's a thing. Okay. They cannot piece yeah. it. Yeah. You want people to come by. There's no real reason to watch this pregame show in the middle of the night but, on a freezing night. So you're handing out free pizza. Why would they ever order pizza from Long Island and either somebody picks it up to bring it in or they right. have it delivered? It makes no sense. and That and could it, never happen. And again, I'm going to sound hypocritical here because I think I've made this statement publicly. <laughs> I do think that Long Island pizza is better than Manhattan pizza. I think that you can absolutely. Okay. But that's beside the point. Totally beside the point. Beside the, the point is, even as great as it is, it's not as if New York City, you know, it's not like no offense, you're in Arkansas where the pizza is terrible and you got to ship it in. There's a million pizza places. There's probably a pizza place I would guess. I would guess. Literally, you could take a tennis ball from a Michael Strahan standing and throw the ball, and you could hit a pizza place. There's got to be one right there. I bet you you could see a pizza place on the Fox shot. You might be able I'm to. I'm guessing behind them there's a pizza place. There's so many in Manhattan. It would make no sense to pay a driver to deliver to buy something in Long Island, you know, depending on what you consider Long Island. Let's just say it's beyond Queens. Right. 40 minutes minimum. Minimum 40 minutes. It would make absolutely no sense to... Because they're taking a car and they're driving. The train might be a little quicker, but yeah. But yeah, but still, there is a time minimum of 40 minutes between it comes out of the oven and we can get it to the set. And remind you, this is a pregame show that's at 7, so this is rush hour on a Thursday. Why would they ever want to order a pizza from 40 minutes this away? It doesn't make sense! <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And now the pizza place is delivered too? That <laughs> I've never heard that radius. Sometimes I'm one block too long and they deliver. Now they're going to Manhattan? Okay, so all of this... Is for the reason to speak that it's it's not like it's it's almost impossible that this happens, but that also this is Schwartz's reason for going somewhere. Outrageous. He said he wants his son to meet Terry Bradshaw, which again seems highly unlikely that his what twelve year old son is that into it. Like nine. <laughs> okay, this is the young one. Yeah, that his nine year old son. <laughs> I could be right. He might be older now, but that's <laughs> okay. let's just give let's that just age. round up the ten. That is that his son who was born in two thousand and nine is that into a guy that retired in nineteen eighty four. Right. But maybe he loves him from watching the pregame show. And he was in some movie recently, <laughs> okay. I think. Okay. So that his son really wants to go to meet Terry Bradshaw. Okay. But that the other reason to go is that, well, at least there's free pizza and it's good free pizza. I can't, I can't, I can't rationalize it. And Pete would have to drive in from Long Island or take the train. You might as well bring the pizzas in. Save the delivery guy the trip. And as we unfolded on the air, the cost of taking a train into the city and back from where he lives or the cost of driving into the city and parking and the gas to go back is so much more expensive than staying at home and eating pizza. <laughs> it, it is, Or driving all of 10 <laughs> miles tops to this pizza place he's aware of that's delivering. So, so to go see Terry Bradshaw, which maybe it's his kid's lifelong dream to see Terry Bradshaw, he's going, I'm going to make my son's day. I'm, I'm going to do this. And the bonus is... There's free pizza. It's some way that he rationalizes things, and I will never understand that mindset. I will Imagine never get it. going through that many layers to be like, oh, it's worth it. There's free pizza It's there. not normal. It's not normal behavior, and his son is going to think that's normal when he gets older. That anywhere you go to that you could find something free, you could <laughs> rationalize. I have to ask this question. What are the things in life you would do that you would normally not want to do because there's free pizza? 
What are the things? I can't think of one. Okay, let's say that you have the day off of work, and they say, yeah, but it's a pizza party at work. Would you come into work? No. Let's, no. <laughs> let's, no. Let's say... Let's say your family is having a gathering and you don't have to go because it's like a baby shower, but they're having free pizza. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going through the process. I, I will just tell you, the only thing I've ever done for something for free that felt worth it to me that afterwards I still regretted it was when I was in Hawaii, I, it was hot out, and me and my wife agreed to sit through like a timeshare meeting where we knew damn well we weren't going to buy a timeshare because at the end they were going to give you a $100 Visa gift card they used okay. on the island. And I looked at it and I said, look, we've been sweating for four days. Okay. Our dinner and drinks for the night can be paid for if we just go and sit through this presentation for an hour. Yeah. And now they really try to press you to buy it and it gets uncomfortable. And that's why I regret it <laughs> after. But that's a $100 Visa gift card that I know my night is going to basically be paid for in Hawaii if I just sacrifice one hour in the morning. That's the only time I've ever done something relevantly close. And that's not free pizza. That's cost a buck. Would you go do the condo sale? For free pizza? Yeah. No. No chance. No, I would not. Would you, would you go to a school function because you knew there was free pizza? No, <laughs> because here's the other part of this. It's not filet mignon, Damon. It's pizza. Well, and that's that's the bigger point. And look, and I'm not. What are you tr- going for free pizza look, for? I'm not trying to. I, I am not loaded rich here, and I'm not trying to make fun of anybody's finances. If it comes down to to anything. And, like, uh, being able to afford a slice of pizza and getting that for free is, like, a real selling point to get something. I No offense to anybody out there. I hope I'm not at that point in my life. There is no way a slice that will cost me, and I live in the most expensive state and area in the world, four bucks, as Pete pointed out, tops, is worth it to me. I'd rather take the $4 out, eat it in two minutes, and go sit my ass on the couch and not have to deal with any traffic of New York City whatsoever. There's a 99-cent slice within walking distance, I'm sure, of that set. And he could get two slices for himself and two slices for his son for $4. And he is saying it is worth it to drive my ass all the way into the city to go see this thing. In the middle of the cold, freezing rain, whatever it's going to be in December. Because I can get free pizza instead of spending $4 for pizza. Free pizza and my 10-year-old likes Terry Bradshaw. I have never heard a more absurd tale in my life. (laughs) They would find him guilty. It's the most short story of all time. Okay, before we leave side A, you finally got to see the Minnesota Nomad. I did. We talked about it last week. I did. I. Uh, What's your thoughts? Well, number one, I think I had too many cocktails before the Minnesota Wild <laughs> game when I'm talking about bikini tops and curd is a turd and you don't want too much curd on your... I, I didn't recall to me that maybe I, I got banged up at happy hour, but I didn't even remember saying those things like that, so that was fascinating. Glad that video uncovered that. Uh, I also... Didn't realize, basically, I guess I thought you went to the bathroom. You wandered off to the top of the arena in Minnesota to go <laughs> film things by yourself. That's a little weird. Uh, but overall, I thought it was a good production. I'm happy that you included our tour guide uh, and his interview. and Sam. Daniel Breakdown. Sam. Sam was great. And I think he did a really good job of capturing a good day in Minnesota sports. And the food was there. Also, didn't realize how much drip that puck dog yeah. had. It dripped on you. And your camera caught it. It was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, that was like... A camera on the side of the SEC on CBS games to be able to capture that. It was really incredible. Yeah, the puck dog was very juicy because a lot of those pickled right. vegetables had a lot of sauce on right. them or juice on them. Yeah, I looked like a puck dog myself. I'm wrapped up in a winter <laughs> hat, tight shirt. I looked like a sausage casing. I hadn't worked out in days. I was puffy. I was, quite frankly, buzzed. That was not a good look for me. <laughs> 
that Nomad is available on YouTube. Just search Nomad and our Minnesota trip is the most recent episode there. Check it out. Mraz talking about Minnesota wild jerseys as bikini tops in Minnesota. Got to have it. We were into it. We were, in, we were, we into, were into it. We were into that trip. Those poor people. That was a good one. All right, that's side A. What do you got coming up on side B? Uh, side B, Andrew Bogus is here. We want to get into, we're looking ahead at the 12 DAs of Christmas. Good. We got a little bit of that. And also, Bogus, how could he be so rude to take breakfast before DA had a chance <laughs> to rip open a bag? That's a good point. Plenty to discuss next. Okay. All right, welcome inside Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, host of Side B and the executive producer of the DA Show, joined by the bogeyman, Andrew Bogus, as we fastly approach Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble, Andrew, how are you? How is Thanksgiving next week? When did that happen? I, it happened uh, when it turned this week. It became next week. I mean, I was just complaining that it was only Halloween and people were on to Christmas, and now we're at Thanksgiving, basically. Who complains that it's only Halloween? No, no, at Halloween, I was complaining that people had just, they went from Halloween oh, to Christmas. right. Leapfrogging Thanksgiving, which was still four weeks away, and now we have shaved three weeks off of that. We have shaved three weeks off of that, and I'm going to get to the holidays in just a second, but speaking of food, you were caught in a little bit of controversy this week, specifically on Monday in that DA ordered breakfast. He, he, did. he paid off a, a Bengals bet, which he's a man of his honor. We always mm-hmm. pay off our bets. You pay off your bets. I pay off my bets. Whenever there's a stupid bet in the show, we pay it off. I wore a bunny costume, embarrassed myself among colleagues who didn't know I existed until I showed up in a bunny costume to you, pay off a bet. You did. However, I will say you were a bit food obsessive on Monday. It was, when is DA ordering breakfast? Is he ordering breakfast today? What time is he ordering breakfast? I'll run down and get the breakfast. You were a little concerned that DA wanted a little later, which I think we all were, but DA said, I'm paying. I want it as a pseudo lunch. There was, this is the kind of stuff. It can't just be a normal office breakfast. And I don't, I don't want to be that guy, but there were, a lot of, there were a lot of balls, a lot of French toast in the air on Monday. So let's go back to the very beginning. I wake up at 3 a.m. every okay, morning to get the here, table, right? So, so I, speak. I get here at roughly 4.45, 5 a.m., whenever the trains allow. And somewhere within the first hour of me getting here with my cup of coffee, I have something small because I wake up hungry. I'm a, I'm a breakfast guy to begin with, so I'm hungry when I wake up. Okay. Usually like a little, like a granola bar or like a fig, it's a big Fig Newton kind of thing. Something to get the metabolism Just something started. to get in my belly, right? And then, so that's like 5.36. Around 9 or 9.30, I'll have my actual breakfast. Normally, I have some yogurt and some granola. And then maybe on certain days I eat lunch even before I leave here because I because that's how long I'm in this godforsaken place some days. Right. It's almost eight hours. I have like two and a half meals here. So when the I was reminded that DA was buying breakfast, that changes my whole schedule. And the problem became is he actually going to do it so I don't eat my the breakfast I brought with right. me? And you don't want to be rude in asking him, hey, are you doing right. this? And then it becomes, well, he doesn't want to do it until like the 11 a.m. hour, which is now almost lunchtime for me. And then you don't want to be Pete. Right. I don't want to eat my breakfast, then not be hungry when DA's ordering something. And I'm not going to, I don't want to force feed myself something or save my sandwich for lunch when I'm home, right. a la Pete. So. I didn't want to be annoying, but there were some important questions that had to be answered that day. Okay, so bottom line is this. Food finally comes. Yeah. It's right before 11 a.m. Eastern. As a matter of fact, the food comes, I would say, 1040 a.m. Eastern. Our mm-hmm. next break is about 1055 a.m. Eastern, just to give you a little rundown. You come running up with the bag. Rather than, hey, 55, let's separate this. DA's done a break. Let's all go over what we got. You rip through the bag, start handing out breakfast, and basically take your breakfast and run to the newsroom before DA's even broken 
And this sparked a little bit of controversy when DA came in and said, oh, we took everything out of the bag. Where, where's Bogus? I said, Bogus took his and Kaplan. I think Bogus already done eating. And uh, let's be fair here. Me and Pete waited to eat for DA, and I think you came across as a little rude in the eyes of DA for not waiting for him to break. Well, I thought I was being helpful because I'm the least – by that time of the morning, I'm the least busy of the group. Okay. Cap can't leave the computer. Right. Pete can't leave the board. I do think you're being You're helpful. lazy, and DA is hosting a national radio show, so I gave everyone their breakfast. I went to the kitchen, and I got you a knife and a fork. I offered the same thing to Cap. I brought extra utensils back for DA. I separated syrup and butter and napkins. I I threw out the garbage. I just want to say, for the record, because I can sense things getting tense. I agree. You were very helpful. Thank you. you. We were short on forks and knives. You went and got me that. Yeah. You went down and got the food. Right. I faked the DA's signature. I committed you know, credit card fraud I, in our lobby. I guess the point would be, could you have waiting waitin to eat until DA was done with the segment? Well, I didn't we all know got we were supposed to eat a la Lady in the Tramp and like hook arms and share I a big spaghetti noodle. I think it's very similar to when you go out to dinner. And a waiter maybe. It's not even at all. He has a four and a half minute window where he's not talking on the radio. (laughs) So we're supposed to all eat breakfast together in that one little time? I think so. I think you're supposed to. I think. I got to be fair. I think me and Pete both thought as helpful as you were, maybe you were a little rude. I don't sit in the room where you guys are, by the way. I don't sit in the control room. I would have had to stand and hold my breakfast in my lap. I think it's stand and hold my breakfast. Whatever. I would have had to do that. I didn't have a place to stand. And plus... It was a commercial break, and then he goes right back in the studio. I was supposed to dine with him now? I think the point is you got your French toast or whatever the heck you got. I got an egg wrap because I was spooked from the last time we were to breakfast as a group, and I got yelled at by Pete because Pete was paying, although that might have been a Taz and Moose thing. Either yeah. way, Pete was mad because I didn't get, like, all egg on a piece of toast. Oh, and I, I had to beat, huh? Yeah. Meanwhile, I had the cheapest breakfast the other day because of it. I think the thought was you had already had your breakfast wiped from your mouth, warming your belly before DA had even taken a break to see if uh, his order was right. And I think that rubbed DA and I think the staff the wrong way. I well, th- you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take the irrational heat for that. But I, 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 I mean, I disagree at face value. I, I don't know how we were supposed to have a group meal <laughs> in the middle of a radio show at a restaurant. I certainly would have. If we were all sitting together, I would have waited for the rest of everybody else to have their food. So you food. think it's a different scenario. But you all had your food, and we were in a commercial break. Okay. So I'm supposed to bring my stuff into the control room, stand there and eat it, and then when he went back in the studio, then I could have left? Or at least wait to take it until he had gotten his. I don't understand this one at all. <laughs> I mean, I did everything for him except eat his breakfast. Well, as everything DA show is, I'm sure this is about to be a thing when DA listens wow. and still teach you some ethics. So now, real quickly, we mentioned the holidays. Uh-huh. Uh, I have been pounding the drum. I think you, Pete, Kaplan, DA, don't seem to understand the urgency when I sent an email two weeks ago giving you guys the rundown of list of 12 DA candidates. Mm. I haven't received votes from anybody yet. Yeah, and, and I forgot again. You, you yelled us. Tuesday about right. this, and I still haven't done it. I told DA uh, on Tuesday, and, yeah, and DA came back to me and goes, well, you're the executive producer. This is your job to remind us. I said, okay, I understand that, yeah. but when I get to 15 times reminding you, how right. many times am I supposed to be doing my job? Right, right, right. As it stands right now, without looking at any list in front of you, yeah. the 12 DA or what you would think should be in the running for 12 DAs as we reminisce on the year. Yeah, I mean, as I'm not good at lists. If you ask me what my, my favorite movie is, my favorite book, I don't have favorites. So I'm terrible. It's a little weird. It is. And I, so I'm terrible at making lists. Thankfully, I don't have to pick a favorite kid. That's an easy right. exit on that one. Um, 
I mean, you. I don't like picking ones that involve me either, but I mean, you and I on salt water and stuff is. A, I mean, that's an all time. Where did the salt go? Right. See, I, I, I look at the twelve DAs kind of like people view the Hall of Fame in sports, and I ask the question when thinking about what because there's great moments, but then there's really great moments, right? And you look back, and then you add it into the seven years prior. Can you tell the story of the DA show without? And then you may only out of the 12 DAs get two of those. Right. And to me, then, those jump to the top two. Yeah. And I do think where does the salt go, knowing how much reaction that got and everything, can you tell the story of the DA show without where does the salt go? I mean, I, I am to a small room guy, so I'm with you on that general principle. Um, the, pro- the, only, the only hesitation I have here is that, <laughs> unfortunately for you, there's a number of instances where – your intellect has been called into question by yourself sure. and the rest of us sure. associated with the show, no matter what time the show has been airing. So, but I mean, I mean, this is a, this one was a doozy. This one was, and you know, cause it, but you, to you your point, whole, that's the one you remember of right. some of the things I've but said. But the zoo it. one was funny too. And I, I, I listening back to it. The I zoo the Michael Jackson. No, no, no. The, well, the, the and the bear versus tiger thing, which became oh. the misfit zoo that you were brought to, right, <laughs> right, with all like just a right. dog. I was like, oh no, that is a polar bear, right. Sean. Um, so I mean, that was pretty fun too. And I, the most recent one about you applying to Duke, I thought it had some good, you know, again being a looking at it from my vantage right. point. Oh, we understand. That was some of my best work. So you being selfish is the theme here. Yeah, on the, on no, the and this one I accept. I don't. I still don't accept the food one. But the first one that came out of your mouth, that's why I wanted to see that was where does the salt go? Yeah, I the, mean, that's a, that's a doozy. So look, for those of you guys listening want to maybe cast your vote, sway us, tweet at all of us here. You can tweet at Andrew Bogish. Oh, at Andrew Bogish. Yeah, see, he doesn't even know. You the could, Q. You could tweet at me at Mraz, CBS, tweet at DA, tweet at Pete the Body. And and look, what moments... It is Pete the Body, isn't it? Yes, it is. What a loser. Uh, what moments ring true to you? Because, frankly, in two weeks, in two weeks, we have to start playing the 12 DAs of Christmas. Right. And the first four out that go through, we're playing games in Dayton now. Yeah. You know what I have, we haven't heard from in a while? Um, DA hasn't banged the I'm working every day drum in a while. Yeah, it's a good point. But we will hear that when some of us take off around Christmas, Is he working sure. the day after Thanksgiving? I believe he is, Yes. So again, okay. we will be told that. So it's coming around soon. Coming around soon. Yeah. You know, even though I'm I'm going to be working the overnight that night, but because I'm not producing, I'll hear how right. how big time a worker DA is. Of course, we will. So yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And this has been another PGP. Take care, everyone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 